Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's right. Welcome one and all. It is the CBC yep. Wisdom Hour, number 172 for July 13th, Wednesday, 2022. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Let's show our names. Tony the Brah. What's up, Brah? There it is. I'm just, <laughs> I still have. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to change it from last time, so. Hmm. I'll have to come up with a new moniker for next week, Steve. Don't worry, right. worry. I'll be right back on it. Be Tony Tuesday. Actually, I like right. it. Yes, we'll be back on Tuesdays starting next week. Uh, yeah. Back again where we belong for the Wisdom Hour. Uh, if you're watching us live, we are broadcasting right now on the Cover Band Central Facebook group, in the Cover Band Central Facebook page, and the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. From make Cover sure, Band Central World Headquarters. Yes, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. Check that out. And we got lots of videos there. And you can, uh, you'll can you know when we go live. Hit the bell, all that good stuff. And um, if you're watching live right now, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. And we will say hi back, just like Donna did. She said hi. Donna was on the broadcast earlier. I did a... Uh, uh, I'm doing a, a daily broadcast again, like a live stream Monday through Friday. Nice. Um, and what, what are you? What's the topic? David said, "Awesome and hello." What's up, David? Well, the topic I discussed this morning is going to be the same topic we're discussing tonight, with a little little twist on it. Oh man, hang on, I got a belch. This is the spot where we play belching music. Da 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 da. Blech. I don't have belching music, but I should. Rita says hello. Hello, Rita. Hello, Margarita. Rita. What a great name. Rita, Rita Margarita. Margarita. I love that name. Margarita. And uh, Bettina said aloha. Hi, uh, alohola. No, she didn't say aloha at all. She said alohola. Hola. Hola. Yes. Alo. Mary. A lot of women here. Mary says hello. I love it. Casey. Women are fans. Missy Cash. Morristown, uh, Tennessee. Donna says you're awesome. Thank you. I think she was talking to you. Yeah. Joe's in Northwoods, Wisconsin. Randy in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. Jackie in Ireland. Yes. Love it. All right. So um, 
How's it going? <laughs> going great. How you doing? doing How's it right. going, Stevie? Mm. Oh, it's going great, dude. Had a great weekend. Played a great gig on Saturday night at the Greenwood Lake Outdoor Concert Festival on the water. Very cool. So we had about two to three hundred people in front of us. Rita's in Portugal, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and then, Cheryl in Australia. And then we had a bunch of boats behind us on the water, which was pretty cool. So we had it from both sides. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we had people behind us, you know, tooting horns and yelling, cheering, and people in the audience out front, you know, full PA, sound guy. It was uh, very, very enjoyable. Hello, Kelly. Awesome, beautiful weather. We played outdoors, scenic, you know, beautiful backdrop, the mountains and the lake behind you. Couldn't have been better. One of the best gigs I've played in, in a while. Nice. Did you have pictures, video, anything yeah, to show us? Yeah, we'll be posting some stuff up. All right. I was hoping you would show us down. Like today. I can't though because it has to be on a some kind of you know web activated portal for me to ah. share it. I can't share it from my desktop, unfortunately. Unless you uploaded the video and pictures to your desktop, then you could. No, I can't. Why not? Because if I upload that to my desktop, then when I go to share it, you can't see the window. Yeah, you could share your screen. Didn't we? Oh, oh, that's right. It needs to be on the web, right? Correct. We we did ascertain that. We tried this last time, you and I, we did a little experiment. We did. You're right. And I, I, I forgot. Sharing you a ton of stuff, and it was not right. Not able to see it. Ron's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bettina's listening from New Brunswick, Canada. Excellent. Kim in Sarasota Springs, New York. Love it. Teresa's in Clearwater, Florida, and Kelly in California. Um. Covering the whole map tonight, Steve. Before got, yes, you know. before we get to any other topics, I want to uh, announce, and I already kind of posted the event and stuff. But Monday, and maybe you'll uh, be able to check this out somehow. I'm doing an interview, exclusive interview with Bob Doyle from The Secret. Um, he is. Uh, that's right. That's right. He he is a uh, um, uh, an author. He was in The Secret. He's an author. He's a voiceover artist. He's a musician, and he runs this program called Evolve Your Excellence, and I've been a part of it for a long time. I've been working with Bob for years, and he is really a mentor of mine. And I would not have come as far as I've come with being a musician and uh, with Cover Band Central if it weren't for that man. So he's going to come in, and we're going to interview him. Uh, we're going to talk about that program. We're going to talk about brain rewiring, which is really a great topic for musicians because a lot of musicians, and I think you'll agree with this, Tony, a lot of musicians are kind of set in their ways of thinking and and have limiting beliefs on what they can achieve. And I know this is probably a really juicy topic for you. So um, we can we can talk about that for a little bit. Um, but Bob's program is is one of the, is the best out there of things like that. It's super cheap and it's it's you get to actually interact with him one on one and he gives you, you know, coaching and stuff and uh, and he's very good at pinpointing, you know, things that you need to focus on and how that focusing on that and taking those actions is going to achieve the results that you're looking for. Um, so the, the interview is free. Check it out Monday. I put the uh, link in the description. Click on that link and uh, register for the event. It'll be Monday. It's at uh, uh, t noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, which is 9 a.m. Pacific. So um, everybody check Very that out. Good. 
so I'm psyched for that. But yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, um, Thomas of California? On on just a mindset, really. I, and I mean, you talk about it a lot with with your thought for the day and stuff like that of having a mindset. How does mindset affect you as a musician? Wow, that's a really deep question, Steve. Sure. Think about that answer for a minute. Yeah. I, I gave you a whole build up to no, prepare know, for it. <laughs> so I would say that, you know, if you have a closed mind as a musician and you're set in your ways and you're not open to anything, it's like an open mind is like an open window. It lets the fresh air in. So when you allow yourself room to let fresh new things in, you may find that it's like just like when you open the window in your apartment or your house or your office or your car. It, it reinvigorates the environment all of a sudden. You know, you're, you're, if, you're, you know if you're driving at night and you're sleeping, you roll the window down, and all of a sudden you get that blast of fresh air and you're kind of awake. It, it awakens something in you. So I think the same thing goes for ideas where, you know, your mindset can determine anything, right? De- depending on the way you look at a situation. It's like glass half full, glass half empty. You can right. look at this and say, oh, my nav sent me the wrong way. I didn't want to go this way. I wanted to go the other way. But, you know, you may not, if you were to embrace that and say, well, I'm already going this way, so I'm not going to turn around and go back the other way. You may find less traffic. You may find a more scenic route. You may be, you got to be open to the experience, I think. So I saw a great interview with dave grohl from like 2021 or end of 2020 right and they were asking him about a whole different bunch of topics a whole ton of stuff and the one thing that he said that really stuck out to me in the interview is he said when i approach things in life i typically don't have a safety net and if i fail i just pick up and go keep going with something else so not having that that mindset of i have this goal and on my way there, I may need to adapt my strategy, and I, I have a vision of how I want to do it, but the path to get there may change, and I have to be open to that. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck on the one path that you're on. And right. by not having a fear of the failure or saying, I need a plan B, like that was his whole thing. He said he never had a plan B, right? He went to Nirvana. He moved there. He just went, jumped in with both feet and said, you know, if it doesn't work, I'll figure out something else. And right. then when Foo Fighters' second album came out and – it didn't sound the way he wanted to. They spent a million dollars on it. He said, we're going to re-record the whole album, and I'm just going to play all the parts on it because it's not what I want. So just spend the million dollars, go into debt you know, for it, but it's the right <laughs> thing to do, and we'll figure right. out later how to make it back. You know what I mean? And just right. always like striving forward. So I think as musicians, it's just like for anything. If you don't practice new ideas or you're not exposed to new music or you're not regularly stretching yourself, you're going to go to the same groove, the same for, like for drums. You're going to go to that same fill. You're going to go to that same signature lick. You're going to go to that same style of playing that you always play. Now, there's plenty of drummers that you can definitely identify their style or guitarist or bass player or any instrument vocalist. But if you look at the really great ones, they evolve over time and they mature their craft, but in their own way. So it's still, you know, it's still whoever the, the, the artist is, but they're now refined. And, and part of that evo- you know, development, and then you see other artists, you know, just to backtrack a minute, that are, sound the same all the time. You know, I know drummers or guitar players that I've seen or known about for 20 or 30 years, and they sound pretty similar to what they did 30 years ago. Like they right. evolved to a certain point, and then it just stayed there. You know, So it's constant evolution. If you're not getting better, you're either maintaining or getting worse. You know, and even if you just gig and you don't have time to practice, that's great. And you can get out there and you can play, but you're going to play the same way every gig because you're not exposing yourself or challenging yourself to anything. Not to say you're going to 
rearrange the cover song or play a completely different part, right? You still want to pay homage to the you know the original recording, but stylistically, there's always room for improvement, and there's always room for you to insert a little bit of yourself and your personality into your playing, regardless if it's a cover or an original. And I think right. that your mindset. 100% dictates that because if you're closed minded and I only listen to Zeppelin and you know this is the only way I play you're going you're going to play that way and you're probably going to play great but you're going to sound you're going to be a very one trick pony you know as opposed to being exposed to a ton of other music where yes you have a Jimmy Page type of influence and you're really stylistically similar to that but you also listening to Alex Lifeson and Eddie Van Halen and maybe some Dylan and maybe some Dave Matthews you know and you're getting all these different influxes of influences from different genres and different perspectives on how guys play, you know? And that's, right. I think, the most important thing is to be open to that or right. be open to... So many times you'll say, hey, let's do this song by this band, and, and there'll always inevitably be someone in the band that says, oh, I'm not doing that song. I hate that band. I'm not doing that song. I don't want to do that song. I refuse right. to do a song from that band, you know? It's a very close-minded approach to things to say, well, I'm not going to enjoy playing that song, or I don't like that band, or I don't want to do that, you know? Okay, so, you know... Just try it. I mean, I remember back in the day when I joined Outskirts when Joe Bergamini quit, and he was like, "Yeah, but you know, I want you, you want, if you want this, you know, the spot in the band, you can have it." And I went to the first rehearsal, and it was like it was all bands and songs that I didn't listen to, and right. that I didn't particularly care for. You know, at right. that point in time, I was playing an original hard rock, heavy progressive metal band, and I was playing in a cover band that was doing Alice in Chains, Nine Inch Nails, White Zombie. A sound garden, you know, all heavy, really, you know, aggressive music. And then this was like Dave Matthews Band and Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel and, you know, some other top 40 songs. And I remember, you know, just being like, ugh, this is really a complete 180 degree opposite from what I'm doing now. But stylistically, you know, it opened my eyes to another way of looking at playing, right? Because I had to play a completely different way. I had to reinvent myself to play that gig because I was not playing aggressive metal double bass kit with a million things. I was playing a five piece kit and very simple drum parts. I concentrate on the groove and the feel and the placement of things and listen to the energy and where does it drag and where does it push? You know, it makes you like attentive to other things, you know? Right. So, so open to it. Yeah. I, and I mean, the crux of all this is kind of is the way you think. And that's what we'll be talking about with, with Bob. And kind of changing those actual science behind your your neural pathways that are in your brain that that you are used to thinking a certain way and used to taking certain ac- actions, and the idea is to create new neural pathways for things for the way you want things to be, and there's actual biological scientific proof that shows how you can do this, and it's it's rather simple actually, um, and it's some people do it by default they just know you know to to get out of their comfort zone and a lot of people are used to that comfort zone and are comfortable in there and and won't get out of it but for musicians especially in this day and age with all the opportunity that is out there for musicians with the internet with youtube with with live streaming um it's a new way of thinking and if you're in any situation where you feel like you're struggling you feel like you hit the wall you feel like you're just you're stagnating but you still want to play and you don't know what to do. Call 1-800-WISDOM. Yeah, this is a good opportunity for you to uh, learn how to just kind of change your ways of thinking. So make sure you tune in Monday for that interview. The link is in the description again. 
with Bob. It's going to be great. He's he's really way more articulate than me with with all this stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's that's going to be a great a great episode, Steve. Because I mean, like you said, your thought process and you can change your your way of thinking at any given time. Like you said, if you're given the tools and the guidance of how to do it. And the results are, are phenomenal, right? Because they always say, you know, change your thinking, change your life, you know, and you, now it's more prevalent than ever, but it's so true. You know, the way you, your mindset and your perception of how you view the world, like the lens at which you look through things is going to 100% dictate the experience you have. Because if right. you're focused on the negative and looking for the, this and you're set in your way and I'm not listening to anybody and this is how I do it and F you and, you know, that's going to be your experience. Right. You know, you're going to have that existence where you're not, you know, you're going to live that exact thing that you are preaching that you want to do. And right. the opposite way is you say, if I'm open to ideas and I'm going to take things as they come and I'm going to take the good and discard the bad and choose to focus only on these things, you're going right. to have a much different experience, you know, depending right. on what you how you choose to navigate. Exactly. And, you know, and like you said, opening your mind to that possibility is the first step. Yeah. Just changing your way of thinking. That's all it is, really. Yeah, and like with anything else, you know, day one is like the hardest day, right? But you got to stay at it little by little because time goes by. And like I always say about the 15-minute rule of practicing every day, a month's going to turn into six months, going to turn into a year, it's going to be two years, and you're going to say, damn, if I had done that 15-minute thing a year ago, you know, I would be so much further along in my my instrument or my chops or my abilities or my reading or whatever you want to do, Right. you know? So Um, spend your time wisely. Yeah. So Rita asked, what time is that here uh, uh, in Portugal? What time is it going to be broadcast? If you click the link, Rita, in the description, it'll bring you to the event and it will show what time that would be for you locally on, uh, on when you click the event, like it'll show your time. But it will also be available for replay immediately after the broadcast. And it will be on the page um, in the group and on YouTube as well. So good good uh we'll lots of good to ways to see it you'll be able to find it bobby it's a good show thanks what's bobby. up bobby thank you um couple of dicks talking shit yeah uh rita said you could change your way of thinking but it takes years of perfection and practice persistence it definitely takes persistence yeah. but changing your way of thinking is immediate it's that doesn't take years if you just do it start now and stick with it you, you got to be persistent sure but it doesn't necessarily take years to see results but it, it may take years to form new healthy habits and it may. Or it may eradicate the old ones, you know? Yeah, or it may take months or weeks or days, yeah. depending on what it is. You know, Correct. you never know. Correct. But you're only going to know when you do it. Um, so I started, um, and I wish, like you are talking about, like the practice 15 minutes and if had I only started this a year ago, whatever. I started a thing where... I love being organized. That really helps me with my life. Being knowing where things are, knowing what time things are, blah blah blah. Just being organized helps clear out the clutter in my brain and helps me to be a little bit more creative. So um, we haven't even talked about it yet, but I'm not playing anymore at Crazy Corner. Uh, I was playing Monday through Friday or Monday through Wednesday uh, at Crazy Corner on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and they have management has decided to change. <laughs> the band for the summer, I guess. I don't know how long it's going to be. It could be forever. So for the time being, I don't have a steady gig. I do have some fill-in gigs here and there, but I don't have a steady gig. So I decided to make a schedule for myself every day, a daily schedule checklist 
and print it out with times and everything of all the things I want to accomplish, what time I want to do it. And that's something I love having a list. Like anytime I write a list of to do, like a to do list, I, I always get more done. And I, I love checking it off, you know, and seeing them all checked off. So I decided I should do that every day. And I actually went into Word, Microsoft Word, and just made a simple checklist with times and thought about all the important things that I really want to get done. And um, I started really kind of started it just this week, but it's already, I'm already feeling the benefits of it. Because like, like you get up early in the morning and you go to work very early and you do things before you go to work. I'm more of a night person. So I kind of drag in when I, when I wake up normally, like, uh, you know, and then it takes me the fuzziness a while to get out of my brain to think, okay, what do I have to do today? And that's just kind of wasted time. So, so I have a really good checklist, especially for the morning of stuff that I want to do. So now when I wake up, I get right on it. You know, I'm right. My checklist is there waiting for me and I get right on it and get these things done. And, uh, it's I'm way more productive now. I'm going to see if I have a picture of something I can show you. You like this. Do you have a checklist? I might. Mm. All right. So you're Great, ready. Missy, Here we go. Thank you. Uh, have a good day at work. She's going to be there, Missy says. Okay. So here, here's one for you, Steve. So you just said you have your little checklist, right? I'll hold it yeah, on yeah. the camera so you can see it. Okay. There you go. Daily, daily morning, I see. That's not really a, a checklist. Oatmeal. No, that's my times and the things I need to do between the time I wake up Rise, and the time I need to leave. Prayer, drum pad exercises. Wow, you do drum pad exercises at 4 o'clock in the morning? Yep. Stretch and rowing, oatmeal. I like, all right, we got it. So that's it. So I, I don't row and ride the bike. I do one or the other in the morning. Got I just it. Don't have the time. But it's rain out or something, you know, it's a good alternative. But to your point, it's like, I would just get up early in the morning and do those things, but then when I write it down like you do and I have an actual list, then it's it's more motivating when you get up because it's like, yeah, I got six things I got to do this morning, but you have plenty of time to do all of them because there's right. no constraint on your time at 3 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's calling me. Nobody's right. looking for me. Nobody's emailing me. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're going to be isolated. You can do whatever you want. It's super peaceful. You know, that dawn hour between, you know, sunrise, like, you know, 4.30, it's still dark out, but birds are chirping and starting to wake up and the world is coming alive. Right. It's a very cool time for me in the morning because by the time I get home at night and do whatever I'm doing, you know, all of a sudden it's 9 o'clock, but I got to get to bed early, you know, in order to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't go right. to bed at midnight. You know, I got to be in bed by 9. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, you know, and it doesn't, and listen. Honestly, yeah. it's okay. Hey, Donna, Donna, how are you doing? And listen, there's days that that doesn't happen. You know, something happened the night before and I couldn't get to bed. I, there was an event. I played a gig, you know, something during the middle of the week. So you skip that day. You get up at a normal time, you know, I, like, you know, 530 or 630, whatever. Take a shower, eat, and then, you know. Normal go time. <laughs> go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like an hour before work, not four hours before work, you know. Right. But it's just, for me, that just, it's, it sets my day where my day started and I've already accomplished a whole bunch of things before work is I've even gone to work. You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah, it's great. It's it's great. How what what do you do? You have an app that you wrote it in, or did you just on, no? On your I, phone? I just I just put it on my phone and put it in notes. That was it. I just in notes, a, a little checklist, you know. Gotcha. With times also to monitor the time too to say okay, well, like these are the, you know, I only have from this window of time to this window of time. So let's say I have four hours, but there's eight things I want to do. So you kind of got to spread out the time and say, well, you know what I mean, like. You right. can't just say, oh, I'm going to go for a bike ride. But you have to fuel up before you go for the bike ride. you got to eat something before you go. you got to get dressed, put your shoes on. You know what I mean? So it's not like that half-hour bike ride doesn't take up a half an hour. It takes up like 45 minutes, you know, or right. 50 minutes. So you have to allocate for that amount of time. Right. And it just helps you to manage your time better, you know? Tara loves your, your drum set. Thanks, Tara. And it is real. She said, you and I have the same symbols. She's got some Sabians, too, I guess. I got some Sabians on there. Yeah. Um, Sabians, Stevie. So I it included in my checklist is getting back to exercising, which I haven't done since before COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I was, you know, I had a gym membership. And then when COVID hit, obviously you couldn't go to the gym. And I canceled my membership eventually. And then I got COVID. And, uh, you know, with the broken arm thing too, I, yep. I just, I've been right, like, yeah. I've been really kind of putting it off for a long time, but I've gained a little bit of weight and like, I don't feel really as comfortable as I'd like to feel physically. So I put that on my checklist and I've done it now this week, um, mainly cardio, a little bit of resistance training, but mainly just cardio, but it's, it's still getting my heart pumping, getting my blood flowing and burning some calories and just getting back into the groove of it. And then I go after the gym, I go, there's a gym here in my uh, complex here. And then there's a pool right there. Big, beautiful swimming pool. And Cannonball! No, you can't do that. You'll get kicked out. But right after the gym, I go to the pool. I lay out in the sun a little bit to go for a little swim. And that is fantastic for my, my soul. (laughs) Just doing that. I love having a, a swimming pool. Listen, and then, when, you, when you do the hard things that, like, you normally wouldn't do, like you said, like committing yourself to exercising or getting up an, a half an hour early or an hour early so you can do something, you know, it's like a struggle in the beginning, right? It's a challenge. It's something that's not natural. It's hard to get accustomed to doing. But to your point, the consistency of doing it, after a few months of doing it, like, you get a certain, there's a certain satisfaction that actually pumps you up, like, you know, some mornings if I'm on the bike and it's six o'clock in the morning and I'm, you know, coming over a hill and the sun's rising up, you know, it's almost like Rocky. Like you're putting your arms over your head and you're like, <laughs> I'm friggin' doing it. Like I'm, I'm out and about at sunrise doing something that makes me feel good. And then the rest of your day, it's like you feel good about yourself. You know, it's right. almost like if you're on a diet and you cheat and you eat something bad and then you're like, oh, then you feel all remorseful and crappy. But you know what I mean? When you're sticking to it and you're doing the right thing, it's like fuel. It energizes you. You know, like when you do the right things and. Things that are beneficial to your soul and to your heart and your mind and your body, not work and, and, you know, things that generate income per se, but things that are good for your spirit and your inner just self, you know, to keep yourself motivated and and feeling good. We all need that, you know, because we get beaten down by life and you got to keep that perspective that, you know, we we are all powerful beings with the world at our feet. If we only realize that the power that we have to be happy and to accomplish things is so close it's within us yes it's within us but 
so few are able to access it because they're so clouded by so much of the outside distraction. Exactly. And you have to change your way of thinking, which is why you should attend the interview on Monday. Yes, there you go. Um, I love this. Rita said that's the first time I'm watching. It's like having a couple buddies in my living room. Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks, Rita. Rita, what do you do? Are you a singer? Are you a musician? Tell us about yourself. And Rita, you must have quite a living room if it looks like Steve and mine. (laughs) Right? Kudos. But sure. speaking of life beating you down, so I told you about this yesterday, and I did talk yeah. about it earlier on Cover Band Central, but that was the topic I picked for today. And I called, I named this uh, broadcast Sensory Perception, and it's spelled Sensor, C E N S O R. Yes. Sensory Perception. Jail time. Right. So I was, my personal Facebook account was put on hold for 24 hours, thrown That's in That's right. Facebook thrown in the Facebook slammer for a day because of a meme that was posted on the CBC page that had song titles in it that could possibly be construed as inciting some sort of violent or illegal act. And obviously, I wasn't trying to incite any sort of violent or illegal act. It was just a meme that's supposed to be funny but it had so- certain song titles in it. One um, uh, by Billy Joel that said he didn't incinerate anything. And the other was a Bob Marley song, uh, which was covered later by Eric Clapton very successfully, saying he did not uh, brandish, a, brandish yeah. a weapon to injure a law enforcement official. Um, and... You could figure out the names. I don't even want to say them, dude, because <laughs> like if I, I feel like if I say the name of those songs, then, you know, <laughs> the the Facebook Gestapo is going to come knocking at my door. And The opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the, the opinion of the management. Right. Um, so I'd like to know, I, I mean, I kind of want to, I, I, it's, is it censoring? It sort of is. Uh, the, Facebook is trying to really be... Uh, extra careful i suppose with certain things to get out there and but it's not very consistent across the board and the the most frustrating aspect of this and i know you don't really know because you're not really a facebook guy but they they sent me a notification saying you know we've removed this and we we've put your account on hold for 24 hours And you have the option of agreeing or disagreeing. And I disagreed. And then you have a checklist of things to pick from. And I just said, you know, you're you're misunderstanding what this is, was what I checked. So I sent that off. And then five minutes later, it came back. They said, nope, we're still sticking to our guns. Um, And there's nothing that I can do about it. There's no number to call. There's no person to email. There's no field in the thing to where I can explain. Listen, these are, SOL, baby. these are song titles, right? And I heard from other people that they've gotten suspended for 30 days. So I should count myself lucky, I guess. It was only 24 hours. Um, but uh, 30 days. Uh, Bobby said it's funny because it's not a real jail in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only fake, fake book jail. Um. But so I have to be extra careful now with looking, making sure I'm taking that perspective of looking at those memes and saying, can this be construed as something that is violating Facebook's community guidelines? 
And I'd have to know the guidelines down cold, I guess, but I don't. It's a reflection of society of today's day and age, right? When we were kids growing up, you can get you can get away with so much, so much more, you know, in, in all regards, you know? Right. And you can't even joke around with people nowadays because they can say, oh, I felt harassed or you're, you know. And again, your mindset, if you live that life of being cautious all the time not to offend people and I have to be politically correct and I hope I'm doing this right and doing that right, that's really stifling for creativity. You know, you could be conscious that you're not offending anyone or hurting their feelings right but i mean you had told me the post that you made and you know i think it's also triggered by the events in the world you know with gun control and everything and it was a great there was a guy on, on tv the other day where they said well what do you think about gun control and he said i think that gun control is not the problem the deterioration of our society and ethics is you know and yeah. it was like okay it's his opinion on the things but it's true it's like when we were kids growing up you would never ever think in a million years going to your grammar school that you may have risk being you know getting shot or killed it wasn't even remotely in anyone and you know on anyone's radar yeah i don't i don't want to get into that conversation dude no no not at all but i'm just saying a part of that whole facebook thing is i think anything you say that can be construed as any type of offensive or like you said inciting violence or giving someone a spark of an idea to do a bad thing Right. immediately is going to be censored right? and you're not going to have any recourse like you said you can say but you're not understanding it and they're just going to say nope sorry right you know yes facebook there is no such thing as facebook, <laughs> facebook help. help it's like when you call a helpline it's like press one for this press two for that press three for this and you like you know you're on the phone for 40 minutes and you can't even get a live person on the line right yeah so it really is like you said it's very one-sided you know yeah and somebody yeah. else told me about one song uh, the, a talking a very popular talking head song that they posted the title of that song and they got banned for 30 days but like mark says here these were songs that were on thousands of radio stations 40 years ago it's ridiculous sounds like a funny meme actually yeah. the meme isn't that funny really it's actually a dumb meme I don't no, even know why I shared it but he's 100% right these are all mainstream radio airplayed songs that people have heard hundreds of thousands of times Right. And now you can't say the titles because it may cause a problem. Yeah. So I wonder if bands, when they're playing live, cover bands playing live and maybe playing these songs or maybe playing some other songs that could fall into that category, do they, do any bands avoid those songs or do they um, censor themselves when they're singing certain lyrics? Uh, um, I know, like, there was one. Uh, story when I played a gig with Mad Rabbit, which which was a cover band I was in in Jersey uh, about 20 years ago now, and we played a party, outdoor party. There was a big pool, lots of families, lots of kids, and Matt, our singer, anytime there was a bad word in a song, he would just go, he would say beep or bloop, you know, just not say the <laughs> word and censor himself, and it cracked me up because he was. He was just making funny sounds instead of the the right. cuss the cuss word. Yeah. But I wonder, do bands actually do any censoring of themselves nowadays because of that, or do I like? Are is anybody playing "Break Stuff" by Limp Bizkit or uh, <laughs> or a, uh, or, a kid's birthday party, I or think. "Bodies" by Drowning Pool? Yeah, yeah. Which was that song came out in the early two thousands, and they when were crazy I know. Bitch even. And when 9-11 hit, they took that off the radio. Yeah, yeah. Because that was way too close to, you know, what was going on. So I wonder if if anybody wants to chime in there, out there, if there's bands, musicians that uh, have to have had 
to uh, censor themselves or, or choose to to sort of a preemptive not having a problem. The only time I've ever experienced that in the past in bands I played in was, like you said, if it was like a private party at someone's house or a big event and there was like a lot of kids or young kids around and there was kids on the dance floor or a lot of people in close proximity, then, you know, you have to tone down, you know, some of the songs that might have profanity in it. Right. Uh, but, I mean, not just profanity, but things that could incite some violence. Like, I went to Woodstock 99. I went to 94 and 99. And 99 if you remember, was it ended up with fires. You know, people were lighting freaking fires and girls were getting raped and it was... Um, but there was Limp Bizkit playing break stuff where the whole crowd is jumping up and down and guys are swinging their arms and stuff. And, I mean, do bands do that anymore or do they try to avoid things like that? Listen, my son goes to plenty of concerts to go see these these younger metal bands and mm-hmm. there's mosh pits at every show still that's still, still a thing still a thing hmm. still a thing you know he's going to starland ballroom saturday night to go see a bunch of bands on some big bill and there'll be a huge mosh pit there same thing with people getting knocked out and yeah it's still they're still doing it i would think after covid that you wouldn't be doing you, that you, you would think but there's a lot of idiots out there that are still doing it that don't care <laughs> i was never a big fan of the mosh pit myself i i've been in one or two but not not a big fan it was a little but now guys are going to these shows to specifically go in the mosh pit and hurt people you know they're going in there with the intent to do bodily harm to people how how, where how do you know that because i have a lot of friends of mine that that participate in mosh pits other than my son and his friends i know other people and i see them posting things like black eyes this dude's got a broken nose another dude has a big giant welt down his thing he's like yeah we got you know i got banged up in the mosh pit and same thing was like in just went into the mosh pit and someone like he caught an elbow to the face you know like knocked him knocked him to the ground broke his nose big black eye shiner get up love it man so i'm healed up going back in again like I'm not what you know. I don't like doing damage to my to myself. You know? No, I mean what Banging what's face especially. What, you know? Yeah, what's to love about that? Uh, again, it, it, mindset. Because you're in a mindset where you say, <laughs> "Yeah, man, going mosh pit tonight. I'm gonna go knock some people out." Then that's why that guy's going in there with a mission, and he's gonna be excited to do that, and it's gonna bring him great joy. And you just hope you're not on the receiving end of that, you know. So you need to have the mindset to say, either I'm just as big and bad as that guy, and I'm going to go knock him out and have some fun and go beat some people up, or you could just say, you know what, I think I'm going to enjoy the show and stay out of the emergency room and go home in one piece and do whatever I got to do tomorrow and not be feeling like I'm banged up or my leg is hurt or I have a black eye or a broken nose or something that's going to put a damper on the fun. You know what I mean? They're they're interesting to watch if you're at a safe distance. yeah, for sure. But people go in there and they get annihilated. Like you said, people, you know, and somebody's, you know, what's funny too. I've seen like vi- videos of mosh pits where guys get completely, completely decimated. Like a guy's coming across with like a clothesline and just wipes guys out and then turns around and helps the guy up, like pat him on, like you know, brush, <laughs> brush him off and like send him on his way, you know? <laughs> like, I know I just crushed you, but it was just, you know, in the, in the spirit of the, of the, of the, of the moment. So sorry, let me help you out. Yeah. Sorry, sorry I broke your nose. But sometimes, I mean, the mosh pit is never, not usually like a planned thing. It just kind of ends up breaking out like the mosh pit and and then it spreads, you know, and you have to kind of, if you're in a general admission show and you're near the stage somewhere that you got to back up or get out of harm's way. Yeah, yeah. we saw Pearl Jam at Randall's Island and he better stop the show. 
and said, right to the audience point, he says, little girl, you're going to last about two minutes, and then you're going to be in the hospital. We need to get you out of the mosh pit right now. And he would, they wouldn't start playing again until security got the girl out of the center of the mosh pit because she was trying to get out, and she couldn't get out. Oh, like, it was man. so much chaos around. with so many people around them that she couldn't escape. And she, and he saw that, and he stopped the show and, like, rescued her, which was pretty cool. That was also the show where me and my friend went – we got right in the gate at Randall's Island. I don't know if you've ever been there. To see I the have show. been there, yeah, yeah. When you come through that main gate, the stage is to your right, you know? Right, yeah. Facing away the same way that you're walking. So right. we walked up, like, maybe 10 feet and then cut into the crowd and started shoehorning our way through the crowd to get into the middle to get to the front of the stage, right? Right. So it took probably 20 minutes to wedge our way in and in and in and get past all the speakers and then get to where the stage just starts to break, you know? And you're, like, on stage right there. And then all of a sudden, everybody got compressed together, like – it was as if someone took a tat, like a beach towel, and snapped it like a wave, and mm. everyone just got compressed together. And I got wedged in between people, and my feet came off the ground, and I got spit back out where I started again. And I traveled that distance in about ten seconds. Wow! And I did not go back in again. No, well, no. Because all I kept thinking as I was traveling was, if these people start to tumble to the side, everyone's going to get piled on. There's going to be no way to escape because there'd be so many people on top of you. Because it was just what that's just what happened. There must right. have been a whole shove to one side, and like you know, like you said, like when you see the wave in the stadium, but it compressed all the people and pushed them all together, and then shoved them out the other side. Right. So where we started, we didn't like just get dispersed through the people. All those people got displaced the width of that that distance. Like I was back at the entrance, up against the bleachers again. It was a weird. It was, a, it was almost like getting caught in like a a riptide. Right. Right. See, no control of where you're going or what's happening to you you're just wedged in between people and you're and you're in motion yeah i've definitely been in that yeah. situation it shows too yeah, it's but freaky I, when you're in it it really yeah. is you know not enjoyable. yeah no, not anytime recently and certainly wouldn't do it anymore but uh but i've been to randall's island i saw a horde festival there which mm -hmm. was uh blues traveler black crows lenny kravitz a bunch of other bands and uh there was another show i saw there system of a down and somebody else um and system of down i stayed way far away from that oh yeah that's, yeah that's a big mosh pit because that yeah that would have been huge and I, i've seen rage against the machine a bunch of times when they like back in 92 when the album first came out mm -hmm. and uh always a huge mosh pit that i stayed far oh, away yeah. from because that's a that's a mosh pit type of band rage against the machine oh yeah for sure you're not seeing a mosh pit at carrie underwood show but at uh, not likely rage so. against machine. You probably will. That's a way to avoid them. Just go to, you know, easy listening country music. Whatever. Yeah. Or, or just so. stay clear of the center of the floor there and you won't get yes. sucked into it pretty much. Get your, go to your assigned seat and stay there. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't always recommend that because you know, there's always a, a better seat to be found if you can, if you are crafty and you want to venture. Yeah. That's you what know. we used to do back in the, the early days. Yeah, the when uh, the '80s, when we were going to shows, and we would always try to get a better seat. Yep. Like the, often always we would sneak down. Yeah, often often we would not go to our assigned seat at all. Yeah, many times we were asked to move or wine. look at your. She's skin wondering and say, if I'm drinking wine. Yes, I'm drinking wine. There you go. Rita, Rita Margarita from Portugal. Is that Portuguese um, wine you're drinking, Steve? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. 
I'll check the bottle later and I'll get back to you on that. Um, but so, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how we got off the censorship and got to mosh pits, but. <laughs> oh, because saying live, do we have to, do you need to censor yourself anymore? And like you were saying, Limp Biscuit with break stuff uncensored. Is there any bands out there today doing that? Yeah. So Bobby said spring break back in the day, storms and thousands, storms and thousands of crazy people shut down our gig in Panama City. Wow. That'll happen. Crazy people. You will have that sometimes, Steve. You will. Yeah. Especially the weather. Weather's kind of like a, non, a no contest. Like you really can't survive or battle against that. If it's going to monsoon rain and you have an outdoor gig, you're not playing. Right. That's all there is to it. What was that festival a couple of years ago that there was a, a huge wind event? It was, it was one of the rock festivals. Oh, when the stage came crashing down? And the down? stage just blew down. Which was it? Uh, well, there was a couple of in a row, right? I mean, there was a Sugarland concert where the whole stage collapsed. Some big country venue, uh, outdoor thing. And then, yeah, there was another one. I, I don't recall which one it was. But, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole lighting truss crashed down. Yeah, and the stage... Like blue, it was almost like a tornado coming yeah. through. Yeah, crazy. Um, um, so I want to, sh- to completely change the topic. I got to show you this thing because I'm, I'm guessing you, you probably you have got? haven't seen it. Somebody did some brilliant person did the mashup here. Um, of this song of these two songs. And I shared it on the CBC page uh, a few days ago, and I want this audience to see it, and I want you to see it because it's brilliant. It's only a minute long, cool. um, but really good job with this video, and you'll know the songs right away. So here we go. Oops, here we go. DJ Cumberbund. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff out there, too, and I got to check out more of his stuff, but I love mashups like that. <laughs> that's that was really that was brilliant. That was cool. It's in, the, it's in the right key to go along with Easy, Commodore's Easy, Rock and Roll Night Kiss. Yep. And he put the, the Commodore's backup music in there and slowed it down, but it's still Stinked in the same. Up the video it was great. But it's still in the same key. Stinked up the video. It's great. Any other creative stuff out there that people have, I'd love to see it. And this is a good time to mention that I'm always looking, we are always looking for videos of you guys playing covers. Um, I feature one every day on the Cover Band Central page, a video from you guys, somebody playing a cover song. What I'm looking for is one cover song, a YouTube clip, um, 
start to finish. It could be a live or it could be studio, either way, as long as it's a cover and it's just one song, not like promo clips with a bunch of different songs. Right. And uh, send them over. I'll put it up on the screen, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. That's where you can reach me. And you could reach Tony, too, if you wanted to. Yeah. To Tony. Just, you know. I'll forward stuff to Tony. Yes, but send your videos along. I need more videos. I need. I love seeing your videos out there. There's a lot of talented people out there. All you guys, you're really good. Send me your stuff so I can share it with Cover Band Central audience, which is now 434,000 followers on the page. 434. Yes, and it's growing rapidly. So get your videos in submitted. And think about that, Steve. Submit your video, and you have exposure to hundreds of thousands of people instantaneously on the CBC platform. Exactly. Um, Win-win, but, baby. But make sure it's a YouTube video. Yes. Send a link to it. People have sent me files. Like, don't send me a file. I'm not downloading a file. That's <laughs> not... I don't know what viruses you have on your file. Uh-huh. I don't know where your file's been. That's right. That's right. All right. That's right. Where's my sound? I don't play sound effects anymore. I have more. I have this button. That's right. You have it? That's right. Okay. See? It's perfect. Yeah. Um, I have the wisdom whistle. Right. Love that. Love the wisdom whistle. So, um, uh, we're, we're coming into the, the home stretch here. Uh, what do you Fine. got? Okay. Uh, I don't have any other real topics to talk about, but let's see. What so, so I can tell you that I have no gigs until August now because people are on vacation. So I have a, a month off almost, three weeks off of no gigs. So I'll be away for one of those weeks on vacation, but the other weeks I'll be practicing and keeping myself occupied. Excellent. So that'll be fun. I don't practice at all, really. Bass. And I definitely should. I've been playing for almost 40 years now, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't practice. I well, should practice, practice is working on things that you can't do or you want to do better. Right. Not running through songs that you're rehearsing. It's rehearsing, right? Practicing is different. Right. I, that's not part of my checklist, but maybe I should stick at least one day of the week. I should stick in a little bass time, huh? You should. A little bass time. Yeah. Well, like, Everyone needs a little bass time, Steve. A little drum time, a little guitar time, a little harmonica time, a little violin time, piano time, cello just time. Le- learn one song, one new song a week. Just for, for the heck that, of it. That, that's pretty challenging, but you could do that if you have time, for sure. Yeah, like a song that I've always wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. Like pick one song every week and learn. learn right. And spend a little time. I'm going to figure out a way to pick it. That's the benefit of having this checklist and, you know, the scheduled times like you have, is you can, you, can, you know, move things around and see where can I fit this in? What can I change around? What can I uh, reduce in time a little bit or expand in time a little bit or what, you know, it's, it's very sort of methodical, mathematical almost, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love having that uh, tool at my disposal. And being the organized type of spirit that you are, Steve, that definitely benefits you. It certainly does. I am an organized spirit. Being organized benefits anybody though, because if you're organized and your stuff is neat and clean and, you know, it's a hard habit to develop, but it's a lot easier and you just feel better than if you have clutter and mess and disorganized 
chaos everywhere, you know? Monique Angel McFall is here now. Hi, Hello, hi. I'm, she's here now. Hello, Got eight Monique. minutes left. You just made it. Perfect timing. Bobby said, I have to practice alone. And if I want to learn a song fast, I write it down on paper a few times. That's a good thing to do. I, I wrote an article. It's on the Cover Band Central website. Um, effective ways to learn songs. And one of the things is writing down yeah. notes and stuff. It is. Um, and actually playing through it a couple of times and listening to it. Just listening know, to it. Yeah, listen you, got, to you, it you play the song the first two or three times, you know, and then revisit it the 20th time you've played it. You know what I mean? It's right. going to be way different. So I, my only advice to that would be have the confidence and authority to play it the first time like you would the 20th time. Exactly. You know, even though it's not going to be realistically achievable because the 20th time you've played it, you've already, you're, you've kind of honed in on all the parts and you're tight with the groove now and you're familiar with all the background vocals and things of that nature, you know, because playing it is definitely... You could listen to it 50 times, but you play it 10 times, it's the same thing. Exactly. You know? Yes. Um, and the, the more you play it, the more gooder you'll, you'll be. Much more gooder. Much more gooder. Until you'll be the goodest. All right. Well, um, yeah, I got nothing else, so we can... we can. You got uh, nothing else, dude. You got seven minutes, so you got to come up with something. No. Nah. So we got to think about what might you be doing... Now that you've made your checklists and you have some time, maybe perhaps you can think about doing something music related that you would be doing during that time. In other words, if you would normally be playing, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from seven to midnight, if you took half of that time, which would be two hours because it's seven to midnight, it's four hours, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven to five hours. So say two, two and a half hours. Even if you said I'm going to dedicate two hours one day a week to something musical for yourself, I think that would be a noble cause, Steve. I think you're right. And what I would like to do is work on my piano playing, my my keyboard skills. And there you go. So that that's something I really would enjoy doing. So I could put that in there. But but a couple I, things. I, a couple things I have put in that I'm working on, so I can kind of tease these. One, one, I'm working on a course for musicians to learn about marketing themselves, both in in the real world, you know, and online. Mm -hmm. um, learn how to market yourselves and all all the things that you can do. Obviously, I have a, a lot of experience with this with with Cover Band Central marketing, selling, um, and so I'm putting together a course. So that's one of my daily activities is working on that. And that's super that valuable information that you're more than qualified to, to share with people. But that is not something for you to feed your musical soul. No, it's going to help my uh, oh, Understood. There's a lot of things you can do <laughs> that are going to help you. But I'm saying you need to pick one thing that for you. Well, I just did. I'm going to play work on piano. Yeah. So I can guarantee you in a month from now, if you stick to that, you will be better then than you are now. I, I agree with you. Um, Donna, right, Donna says, I practice two hours a day driving the neighbors crazy. Yeah, good for you. As long as you're not doing it at 2 o'clock in the morning, then. Yeah, but that's hard to do, man. Like I said, when I used to have students, I'd have 40 students. There was maybe one or two that would say, yeah, I have eight or ten hours uh, a week that I could practice. It's like, right. wow, most people are like, I can struggle, struggle with trying to find a half an hour a week to practice, you know? let right. alone an hour or two a day. I mean, that, that's, that's huge. 
And that's why, like you said, getting back to where we started with the list, I can't possibly commit to anything if I don't do it in the morning. Because by the time I get home, and whether it's podcast or band or a gig, or, you know what I mean? My nights are not consistent. Like I said, at least I know the window of time every morning. I can, right. commit, to, I can commit to that, and it's not going to get disrupted unless, like we said, I can't get up for some reason because I went to bed too late the night before. Right. So you have to make exceptions to the rule, but right. for the most part, that, that's what works for me. If I don't do it in the morning, it's not getting done. Right. Um, if I don't have it written down, it's not getting done for me. And one of the other things that I've been procrastinating on is writing. And I have an ebook that I wrote uh, years ago and released it called Cover Band Riches. But I'm, I'm uh, revamping the book, adding a lot of content to it, um, editing and re-releasing it soon. So that's another thing that's on my checklist to work on. And I'm also, there's another course that I'm in that I'm learning about publishing and about writing a book and making a, a big deal with it, making a book that's going to be a bestseller. So working on that course. So that's on my checklist too. So I have a full day of stuff to do now every day that is, is very productive and, and it all does feed my soul because this is stuff that I really want in my life. Yeah. And you this know? is full circle from where we started because now, like you just said, you're, so you're this fountain of wisdom, right? Where you can I am. help people with, with these things <laughs> yet you are still going back to the well to seek more knowledge and better yourself. So see, so you're an author, yes. but yet you are also taking courses and paying for things to better yourself. Yes. So you're you're always evolving, Steve. That, that's very, very commendable. Yeah, and that's important for anybody to do. Um, yeah. You're never good enough to where you can't take be lessons, you yes. know, or, or learn or, yeah, be better. Learn something, like find something on YouTube that you want to learn how to do. Because you're never going to know how to do it all. Right. So pick one thing that you think is a weakness. And back to what we said, record yourself, you know, record your band and not so you can quickly post it and look what I'm doing, but to go back and critique it honestly, you know, because a hundred, a hundred people will come up to you and say, dude, the band was great. Best band I ever heard. Great set list. Awesome. You guys are fantastic. That's great. You know, and it's, it's, it's nice to receive that kind of accolades, but it's always nice too when you have someone else in the crowd, that's a peer of yours that says, yeah, the band's great, but here's the, here's, you know, I would say, give me five critical things that you think could, we could be doing better at, you know? Right. Everyone will tell you how great you are, but really take the, with constructive criticism, right? And That's understand right. what, you know, what you need to get better at. Yeah. And then, and then work on it, and then you'll be better next time. Yeah. It, it's good stuff. It, may, it feels good. It feels like you accomplished something, um, and it gives you a lot more confidence. And for people out there that struggle with confidence, and I know a lot of people do, that helps – you, you boost your confidence um, if you just find little little victories like that. Pick something that you want to achieve, and, and when you do it, you just feel that much better about yourself. Yeah, and like we like I said, Steve, we all have that greatness within us, but that fear of failure or fear of criticism or fear of rejection stops us from going to the next step. And that's the trick. That's the, that's the deception, right? The, yes. fa the false events appearing real, the fear that you're putting out into the future that hasn't happened yet is preventing you from taking action now yes fear is an illusion everybody. it is but yes. like you said the hardest thing to do like with changing your thinking and your habits is to convince yourself and say i don't give a shit i'm just gonna do it and whatever good bad or indifferent you know 
Exactly. And and then you're going to find not only happiness and success in that, but you're going to find a new creative avenue and an element that you maybe didn't discover before. Because right. then you will develop more confidence to say, ah, I can stretch myself now. I took that first step. Now let me take the second step. And by the 10th step, you forgot all about the fear. And now you're focused on this. Yeah, because you're in it. You're in right. it. So you're not yeah. thinking anymore. Um, yes, absolutely great advice. All right. Um, Monday, again, make sure you tune in for my exclusive interview with Bob Doyle from The Secret. He's a musician. He's a voiceover artist. He's an author. And he's a very smart guy. And he has helped me tremendously in my career with both being a musician and with Cover Band Central and continues to. He is still a mentor of mine. And he's got a program called Evolve, Evolve Your Excellence. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some cool stuff. He's also kind of funny. So we'll probably be and laughing our asses off. Yeah. Um, uh, the link is in the description for the event. Click on that link and let us know that you're going so you can be there. Uh, also in the description is the link for our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel where we are broadcasting here, this show, and there's a lot of other goodies on YouTube, on the CBC YouTube channel, including uh, reaction videos, which I've been doing lately. So check those out. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Awesome. As always, CoverBandCentral.com. You can sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free, and there's a lot of goodies on that free, website. Free, free, free. To get in touch, Steve at CoverBandCentral.com. Send your videos in so we can post your videos. And finally, if you want to drop a buck or two in the tip jar, it's PayPal.me slash CoverBandCentral. Throw in a buck or two. We do this stuff for free. You know, why not? Yeah, we just like to give back to the community, you know? Giving feels good. It does. Yes. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday for the Wisdom Hour next week. And I will be back tomorrow for uh, Throwback Thursday where we'll be talking about 90s music and 90s songs. And until then, we'll see you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.